listening to the Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey, folks! Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Retail Perch. Uh, we've been so excited hosting some of these amazing guests on our show. We hope you've been enjoying them as well. In fact, today we have another one. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for your support and for listening to these episodes. I hope you've been getting some value out of it, just as we have been enjoying doing it. And today we have one of my favorite guest co-hosts back on the show again with us. Stephanie Doherty. And Stephanie, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is the one who's behind the podcast. She's the one who edits out all the ahs and the ums and the awkward gaps and the things that I shouldn't be saying and uh, make sure that it comes out perfectly. So Stephanie, it's great to have you back here. Well, thank you for having me back, Shaker. I was excited to get another opportunity. Yeah. And for those of you wondering what Gary's up to, he's out skiing in the slopes of Vail, Colorado. That's why he's not on this episode. So Gary, I'm sure you're really missing being on this episode, but I'm sure he's having fun. What do you think, Stephanie? I'm assuming he is because he keeps going back. I think he likes it. That's right. I think he's going to get sad when winter is over. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, so I, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to quickly introduce our amazing guest. I met Didi Chan, who is our guest for today, a couple of years ago at an event. I think it was Shop Talk in Vegas. And I've been following what she's been doing. She's, you know, very high energy, amazing entrepreneur. But we want to hear a little bit about her background. So Didi, welcome to our podcast. How are you? I am good. Hi, Shaker and Stephanie. It's great to be here with you. Terrific, terrific. So, Didi, uh, well, let's kick this off. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where'd you come from, you know, in terms of your career, and how did you wind up with uh, Future Proof Retail? Awesome. Well, I grew up in California, and I was raised in kind of a traditional household where it's very strict. I'm supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Long story short, I did well in school. And then I realized one day that I wanted to be more creative. I wanted to do my own thing and explore what else is out there. So I kind of took off on a path of philosophy, kind of asking, you know, how can I create my life that, how can I maximize the potential without following somebody else's plan? And following that rabbit hole, I ended up coming to New York City. I went to New York for graduate school. And when I graduated, I started the path of entrepreneurship. The first company I had was an event planning company because I was raised in such a strict household. I never got to go to party. So I didn't know how to get invited to the cool party. So I wanted to create the party that people come to me so I can make friends. And then after that, I was I figured, what can I do? I was really good student. So I decided to start an education consultancy. So I work with students from more than 15 different countries and get them into the top college in U.S. And I had a lot of fun doing that. And that was essentially mini entrepreneurship. Because when you work with a child and you connect them to college, it's not just about the books. 
It's about what they want to be, who they want to become. And you take their talent and their passion and you try to essentially be the consultants that guide them. It's like, these are the resources that can help you grow in your passion. So what we did is pretty much a lot of lot of case study and research and understanding which path can help the student really thrive. So following that trajectory, I end up joining a philosophy club and I met my partner in a philosophy club and we bonded over the value of time. We want to maximize human potential by removing friction in time. And his background and along with my core team's background are in tech. They've all been making award-winning mobile applications literally since the launch of the app store. So we have me in education and party planning, and we have my team in like amazing tech. And one day I was traveling with my partner and I wanted a bottle of water and there was a long line and we were late to the plane and I didn't have cash. I was complaining to him saying, hey, you know, speaking of friction and time, won't it be awesome if we don't have to wait in line anymore? Think what we could do with our lives without waiting in line. He was trying to impress me and said, I can make an app to solve it. And I said, prove it. Long story short, he made a prototype that worked and I applied the education method in researching, well, is can we make something out of this? And at that, and that's when I learned all about retail tech. And retail tech, once in a decade, you have a new technology that comes to the market and become its own industry. And the previous technology is e-commerce with, you know, individual computers. E-commerce became a new way to transact and it really expanded. So I follow the e-giants, Amazon and Alibaba and watch what they were doing. And this was in 2013. And I made three predictions. One, that I noticed there was diminishing marginal returns in e-commerce and that uh, both of them were investing in physical retail. So I expected both of the e-giants to come offline and compete in the physical space, but like with a lot of tech know-how. And two, I expected them to come offline in either grocery or fashion first, because those are the two industries, despite putting a lot of investment, have the slowest growth in terms of e-commerce adoption. Those are also very high-touch industries where it's fun and the experience being in the physical store adds something very magical and exciting, and it's just not going to be replaced. And three, based on their investment activities at the time, I thought they were going to come offline in 2015. And I thought this was an opportunity to use the foundation of our philosophy and to lead an entire new industry and apply all of our skills and talents and ambition to be the best version of ourselves while creating a service that aligns with our values so we can make money while doing good and offer ourselves as the technology partners to help retailers affordably compete with the Amazons and the Alibabas of the world. And so that is how we got started. And we've been here ever since. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack. So <laughs> let me let me see if I got this. One day you run into somebody who is really cool and good at making mobile apps and award-winning mobile apps, and you happen to find yourself in the in a line buying a bottle of water, get frustrated about the fact that this bottle of water shouldn't take this long to buy. 
and come up with this idea of what you have today, make some predictions in the marketplace based on your studies about what's going to happen. And then you said, boom, I've got the answer. Yes. Did I get it right? <laughs> pretty much. Yes. All right. So, that, I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's, that's such an amazing story. So I can't wait to hear what you actually created. I mean, I know a little bit, but I can't wait to hear from you in terms of what you created. But Stephanie, do you have any questions? I do. Didn't one of your professors encourage you to become an entrepreneur? Yes. Uh, David Harper. He was my professor and he was my boss. I, I was his research assistant when I was a master's at NYU and he became my mentor. And we uh, talk about everything on life and work and entrepreneurship and economics. Law, law was a path at that time. And I wanted a recommendation from him. And he encouraged me to take some time because he got to know me. And he's like, I see how excited you are when you do all of these random things. If you take some time to re explore, like I, I see you doing all of these things. And it, he, he just, he believed in me. And sometimes that's all it took. It takes somebody to believe in you and to give you that courage to take that leap of faith. And David Harper believed in me. That was really inspiring. And um, I was like, well, if he can believe me, in me, I should believe in myself. And I kind of took that leap of faith and we created a really good friendship and a really good mentorship and that we exchange ideas back and forth all the time. And so I'm very grateful to him. That's awesome. That's, that's so great. I mean, everybody has somebody who's played that role in their life to kind of push them over the edge and say, this is the direction you need to go. Right. So no, that's fantastic. And it's great that you're, you're still in touch with him very much. And you're, you're obviously exchanging notes and still have a great relationship with him. That's, that's terrific. I mean, and that's something I find common with a lot of entrepreneurs, which is that they've all somehow found somebody who has kind of been that first person to tap on the shoulder and say, you can do it. And kind of give you the kind of courage. I mean, maybe you knew it all along, but you needed somebody else to kind of give you that one more step of validation, right? So how did you wind up with Future Proof Retail? I mean, yes, you were in the bottle, holding this bottle of water, trying to figure out how you can get through this line. But what was the next step in the process? Well, the next step after doing the market research and understanding retail technology a little bit and understanding that we predicted uh, e-commerce coming offline. And we predicted the future of store to be way more experiential, uh, where you have both the convenience and the personalized capability of online shopping, but you also have like the ability to create these amazing experiences where it's more than just buying an item. You really go shopping and maybe you have you can have a date there. There's a lot of different creative ways to transform the store into social hubs. And we wanted to enable that to be like the e-commerce in person. You know, this, uh, we want to make the shopping piece so easy. And in the background, you don't notice it. So then you can actually highlight the store. You can highlight the product. You can highlight the entire shopping experience because I also love to shop and that is what people go to stores for, for that experience, for that socialization, but the technology can just enable that to make it easy. So when we researched and understand the market, we picked scan and go mobile checkout as the future that can enable this amazing experience. 
And at that time, we looked at both the, the Amazon Go, like the grab and go experiences versus the scan and go. And the reason we picked mobile is twofold. One, based on that shopping experience and to enable to create that, there has to be something interactive. Like, for example, if you want to bring in the best personalized recommendations, you can give me the best coupon before I shop or after I shop. That's not going to make an impact on me as the moment I am scanning this item, you can recommend me something relevant. So in order to give you that relevant recommendation at a point of impact, you have to have some sort of interaction, which is where we see mobile fitting. And the other piece is we believe mobile is the most scalable solution. It's easy. You can integrate it. And it, the technology is not the star. The retailer is the star. So like we are just a blank canvas that enable retailers to be and express their unique brand, their unique store. And uh, more than seven years in this industry, I think it is really important to understand we are in the B2B space. We're the second business. The original business is the retail business and technology is never going to outshine the original business. And if you do, you're doing something wrong and you're not going to be able to scale as effectively. Uh, the best tech, we believe, is something that's in the background that collaborate, that enhances the original business, which is something our philosophy and the way we work really wrap it up and bring to the table as well. I really like that. I, th I think uh, I think you've obviously very smart. You, you understand the... Uh, you understand the nuances of communicating with retailers and, and basically communicating a value proposition because, you know, the retailer's brand and their experience with their shopper, the connectivity of the shopper is so critical. And I think the idea is not to come between that. The idea is how do you enhance that relationship? How do you tighten that bond? And you see technology as a means of improving that relationship. You know, that's very much lines with the way we think too, right, Stephanie? very much right it is I, I while you were talking i literally was looking for a like button i wanted to like it <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things that you said ring true for us as well and it's great to hear coming yeah out. yeah no that, that's that's fantastic so so tell me what what, what makes your so so future pure retail is about a scan and go solution. So that's that's clear. So do you see uh, do you see like the Amazon Go type stores uh, exploding, or do you see more like the scan and go, or is it going to be a split? Or there's enough room for both to happen? What do you see? It's two different market. Like the Amazon Go like stores, I see it doing really well in like gift shops or small conveniences or like in stadiums, you know, where you go in and you are at an event and you grab and you go or something like that. The scan and go solution I see as more you like more widespread. You can work everywhere in different types of retail as like kind of like the bread and butter. And from the smallest retailers to the biggest retailers, they, they can offer that because Scan and Go also enable retailers, especially the bigger one, to have their own brand. It's, uh, it's their own app. So they can actually bring their brand value from before just store equity, the brand equity to online equity to literally in the shopper's own hands. So that value proposition and you can like why we call ourselves future proof is scan and go isn't just scan and go like we can work with a lot of partners like we, we work with Holler, for example, to bring that uh, 
food recommendation in the grocery stores. And in the future, we also work with another partner, Cyril. They do location navigation. So you can be in the store and um, search for your favorite yogurt and it can take you indoor to the exact spot. Or you can have location-based like pop-up recommendation. So when you think about future-proof, when you think about delivering a technology that appreciate, that can grow with the retailer, you have the foundation, which is a scan and go to check out because every time you shop, you have to check out. So let's make that easy. We give that basic value proposition that you have to do. We make it simple so you don't even notice it. And then we create a platform that's flexible enough to grow with you, to partner with whatever solution you want to partner with and to connect to your store so you can build your brand and your own story. And that is something only Scan and Go has that flexibility to offer. Uh, we believe we're the second B. So kind of bringing in, we listen to the retailer. We believe, you know, we cannot be successful without the retailer being successful. If the retailer's goes out of business, we're down, we have nobody to serve. So the retailer have to be successful. So they have to always innovate. And they're not into, no innovating in technology because they're not tech company. They're innovating in their retail business. So we come to the table because we we're not retail pros, but we're tech pros. We come to the table with trusted technology that can enable retailers to innovate however they want. So that is why we see Scan and Go being the solution that's here to stay and it's validated by the market. There's a lot more scan and go that's being adopted right now than any other frictionless checkup solution. That's awesome. Just, just yeah. for clarity, the scan and go is I can go into the grocery store or the clothing store maybe even and scan my own items and never have to stand in the checkout line or even interact with any other person in the whole store. Yes, exactly. You can scan, you can pay with your phone, and you can check out. Like if you have and go. Okay. Yeah, scan and go. That's right. And when someone asks about the accuracy of the app, is there a concern from the retailer about our our products walking out the door? How, Great question. Yeah, everybody asked that. Amazing. We spent one year working on loss and we are, are rated one of the most secure uh, self-checkout solution in the market. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of study that goes into that. But to make it easy, we have the most flexible loss prevention solution. Just like retailers are not homogenous, one size doesn't fit all, we understand to make loss really secure we have to we have to ask. Well, what is your existing loss prevention policy? Uh, what is loss in your store now? What you know? How do you envision it? And then we can adjust to it. So in grocery space, mostly we use an auditing system. So a random percentage of the trips you will be audited, and someone will check on you. And that is customizable per location. And um, the algorithm is so good that we've done, you know, we look at the lost stats and we have a 99.8% accuracy rate. And in the fashion space, we can work with like RFID security. Um, and we can, in Europe, we have integrated to security gates. So we have a lot of different loss platforms that we can work with, that we can integrate with. And we have the results in the market because we've been in the market long enough to prove the highest secure rate in the frictionless checkout space. That's great. How do you deal with things like random weight items? 
Great question. Um, it takes an ecosystem of uh, technology solution to make a seamless experience. Um, so we partner for that as well. We work with digital scales. Uh, we work with Preserva, we work with Tilter or any other digital scales in the stores that they can install by the produce area. And if you use the fancy computer vision one, you can put a produce on and you can just scan the barcode that gave you the item and the price weight itself. There are other versions where you enter in the PLU number onto the app and then you scan the weight or you can print out the weight as a sticker and then you can scan the barcode in that way as well. Nice. So does the retailer have to invest separately in that system if they want to get your solution or as a well? Yeah. Most retailers already have some sort of digital scale because they do have to wait for the produce and that actually works really well. So we can work with their existing digital scale. Um, a lot of times, uh, different retailers would invest in a few specific scan and go scales from one of the partners that we work with because that enhances the experience and that makes things nicer and they like to offer that. So yes, this is something separate, but we work with what they have too. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. So if a retailer wanted to work with you, what, you know, from soup to nuts, how long does it take for them to go live with your solution? I can say to retailers, we can move as fast as they want. And based on experience, we're very confident on that. Okay. And we're the most transparent company on the market. So they can from, like they can literally go to our website see our pricing model. We don't lock in. They can work with us month by month. And pretty much we figure out what integration they want, what we need to do, and we can go as fast as they want us to. Got it. Got it. So so what they get is they get a branded app with your technology built into it, right? And that their shoppers can use then as a scan and go solution. So what do you do for retailers who say, I already have an app? Can you integrate it into my existing app? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have done that working with uh, retailers. A lot of times they have multiple apps because app was like really hot in like 2010s. So they might have like three, four apps and then they want to have one banner app that work across like their different brands. Like we have the tech skills and we're working with clients to do all sorts of different integration. We can make one app that work across multiple brands for them. We can put our feature into their existing app. We can take the, you know, or they can start with our app and take the best feature and migrate it over. Or if they don't want their own app, we have a generic express checkout app that still can brand to their location when at their location. So they can use our app and still get their brand experience. Everything we do is about focusing on the retailer and showcasing them. Got it. Got it. No, it's fantastic. So, you know, there's quite a few retailers who do listen to this uh, podcast. So I want to make sure that they understand your value proposition. And uh, is there anything that you think you might want to tell these retailers who are listening in terms of, you know, what would be, what can they expect uh, as a benefit um, once they have your solution implemented? Well, they can see ROI right away. Uh, one is a, especially in COVID time, is a touch-free solution that is very easy to set up. Two, you know, I can say we are good forever and that doesn't really mean much but we have results like they can see real case study we prior to covid we achieved 10 percent shopper adoption at our top location within a year of rollout so we set the industry record 
for that. And since COVID and our top location with the COVID booths, we reached 30% adoption. And just put things into perspective, with more than two decades of e-commerce in the industry, with the COVID booth, the e-commerce grocery reached about 20-something percent adoption. And we've done that in less than two years' time. So we have results. And I know retailers, they don't just want a sales pitch. They want what is real, what is possible. We have reference clients. And we are completely transparent. If they go to our website, they can see a demo video. They can see our pricing model. And they can try us out. For us, is if they're not happy, we don't get the business because we're, you know, if they're happy, then they become our best sales team. They become our reference client. And then we get the business based on reality in the industry, based on traction. So try us. (laughs) It makes total sense to me. Makes total sense to me. So basically, if you're a retailer out there listening to this, and you want to get in touch with Future Proof Retail. I mean, clearly they seem to have very transparent pricing, very flexible business model in terms of how they can adapt your existing ecosystem of products. They, they provide you a platform that you can grow with over time. And clearly they're addressing a market need where people want to spend less time in the store, waiting in line to get their products checked out and just get in and get out, right? And uh, completely own the experience in some sense. So I love what you're saying. I mean, I think I think this sounds fantastic. So what, what's the, what does the future of Future Proof Retail look like? What, what's the vision? Where are you going with this? Well, the vision is to enable the best shopping experience because I love, love, love to shop. And also kind of, you know, going the future, it goes back to our foundation, like the philosophy, like the dream is to work in a way that aligns with our value and to be able to make money doing that and to and to be able to do it in a win-win situation that we can do something that benefit every chain of the process that benefit our team, that benefit our clients, that benefit our partner. And we can do it in a way that's not winner take all, like we're dominating all of these stuff. It's like we come in and we're the technology experts. We specialize in that and we enable retailers to really build a brand. And we're just the background that they can trust, the tech that that will work that can integrate with their system. And uh, we just create a better and better ecosystem. That's great. Stephanie, you have any questions? Well, I did. I just wanted to point out uh, something that Didi did during the pandemic. Did you offer your product for free to retailers? Yes. Um, yeah. Did anyone take you up on it? Yes, there's a several uh, a several places took us up on it because um, at wait, that wait, time. Wait, 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 hang on. You offered your product for free to retailers. The generic version of it. So we decided during the pandemic. Um, you know, there was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of stress, and there was a lot of like quick. We have to change our system. How can we get throughput? So we're like, what can we do to help? And so the. Generic version, we offered any essential retailers that want to use it, they can have it, no strings attached. You know, they want to work with us later, great. If they just want to try it as a way that can help them, they can do it. Um, And at that time, you know, so we did that at the beginning of the lockdown and we kept on building partnerships and kept on, you know, we really want to show who we are by show, not tell. We really want to, you know, have 
the track record and have the results to speak for themselves. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's really the hallmark of somebody who's uh, not just building a business to make money, but you want to build a business that makes a difference in people's lives. And uh, and I think that's that's really a trademark of somebody who is who um, who thinks big, who thinks about, hey, I want to make a difference in this world. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I think uh, we need more entrepreneurs like you, Didi. That's what I can tell you is that, you know, it's amazing to have, it's amazing to know a people who think like that and who are actually not just talking about it, but actually doing it by and showing it by action. So if you're a retailer out there and you want to make a difference to your business and you're thinking about technologies that you need to adopt, you need to get in touch with Didi Chan at Future Proof Retail because these people are doing some amazing things. So it was, uh, it's been so fantastic speaking to you so far, but you know, before we start closing out and I can't believe we've already done, we're close to coming up on 40 minutes here. So Didi, what, uh, what is 2021 looking like for you guys in terms of growth? 2021 is nice. It's the pandemic, we can see the end of the pandemic, vaccines are out. So we're very happy with that. We just keep on doing what we're doing. We added more partnerships. So we last year, we part, we're AWG partner and now we're partner with Unified. So we're really excited about our new partnerships that we can offer our solution to their uh, grocery retailers. And um, we keep on improving the product and we keep on trying to build community because grocery is a people's business, you know, for all of the trade show and, you know, all of the retailers, once they've been in this industry long enough, it is really about community building and it's fun community, a lot of stories. And we're, we're honored to be part of this community. You know, we come in from the tech side of things, but we've listened, we learned a lot. I think our success isn't because you know, we like, I think our success is because people shared a lot of their stories with us. We listened to what retailers want and we were able to change and modify our product to exactly what they want. And so they gave us the opportunity to work with them. And in the process, we create something really beautiful, really fun and a really great shopping experience. Great. Terrific. Stephanie, are you blown away like I am? I really am. I think uh, we should introduce Didi to build.org because I think she w- could do great things there. Yeah, That's yeah, a, I think so it's a young entrepreneurship program, Didi, that we work with that does great things with high school students. But I just think your background in education and entrepreneurship would be perfect. Perfect. I love working with students. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're one of these days, I we're also running a club on Clubhouse called Retail Tech Trends which you should join, by the way, for sure. And uh, I, I think I already invited you. I, I think I joined. I think I accepted. We're going to be hosting a room here pretty soon, quite regularly, and do some part of this podcast in that in that room and talk to a bunch of retailers and have a bunch of tech entrepreneurs in the retail space have this discussion about how we can move uh, retail forward and you know get that shopping experience You know, really fine-tuned where the shoppers have a great time walking into the store and walking out. And, you know, technologies like yours are so crucial in that process because, you know, I think going in and picking up those items and putting it in your cart and 
And then you suddenly realize I got to go through checkout. You know, that's kind of like where the stress factor increases, you know, and you, you have no idea how long it's going to take sometimes, unfortunately. Right. Um, and that, I think the variability of how long it might take to check out is sometimes it takes two minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes and because, you know, you got 20 lens and you're and for me, I normally go up and down to figure out which is the shortest lane. <laughs> Right. And I'm trying to find the shortest one, you know, and given the fact that we have to stand six feet apart, you know, it's, it's actually become easier to figure out the shortest one now. <laughs> so, uh, but listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fantastic speaking to you. Do you have any um, parting thoughts? Any Anything you want to say here before we close this out? Um, enjoy springtime is here. I'm really excited. And, you know, I think, uh, Last year has been transformative and there was a lot we got to learn both externally about the business as well as internally about ourselves. I'm really hopeful and optimistic about a new year. And I think um, all of that lesson we learned not being able to go to face shows in person and having like podcasts, having all of these digital venues like I think we can take it forward as we go back into physical stores, into back into physical conferences, back into the physical world, like take all of the digital lessons and let's just combine the best of both worlds. That's nice. I can't wait to see you back in a show in Vegas coming up hopefully this fall, right? So we can't all wait to get out and travel and meet our clients and do the things that we do, you know, instead of I'm zoomed out. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of zoomed out, you know, at this point, I just want to go meet people and talk to them. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm enjoying clubhouse so much because I get to talk to so many people. Um, but you know, and I think you're, you're also a very people kind of person. I know I've seen you and, and, but listen, I, I, I just want to close out of this. So those who, those of you who are listening, again, we're speaking to Didi Chan of Future Proof Retail, and she just gave us an amazing story of how she started her company and what she does in the value proposition. If you're interested, please reach out to Didi Chan at Future Proof Retail, dchan at futureproofretail.com. Is that right? Yes. Okay, fantastic. And you go to the website, there's plenty of information and uh Stephanie, anything you want to say before we close out? Just it was great to meet you, Didi. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Coming, folks, and stay safe. I hope you guys are getting your vaccines. Put those applications in, and we'll see you around pretty soon. And uh, we'll have another amazing episode of Retail Perch coming out next week again. Thank you, Didi, again for spending time on our show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off. <laughs>